0: Come, sit by the fire, listen to my tales as the shadows dance and weave, and I weep stories of adventure, wonder, and woe. These tales could be short glimpses into lives of unlikely heroes, or epic yarns that span many sessions. Regardless, the nights can be long and dark, but you are always welcome to join me in the light of the flames and listen. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. In a quest to find her young son Evan, pregnant mother Erin Dearborn journeys through a world of darkness and confusion. There she encounters monsters hiding in shadows, abandoned amusement parks, and the unexpected help from her long-dead mother Marcia. When the two mothers find the missing Evan, he is trapped on an island in a pool full of predators. Erin desperately braves the dangers and swims to her son, only to find him staring at the sky with lifeless eyes. But this is not the end of their journey, for not all is as it seems in the world of leaves and shadows. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. Chapter 7 Swimming A whimper escaped her throat. Evan, come on baby, say something, please, say anything. He remained silent. She pressed her chest and forehead to his. He felt so very cold and limp. Was he even breathing? She stared at his chest, but the growing darkness and tears were blurring her vision. Despair began to anchor itself deep within her core. Aaron's breath came in ragged gasps. Please don't be dead. Please don't be dead, she thought over and over as she started to rock him instinctively. A loud splash of water cracked through the barrier built by her growing remorse with a fresh surge of terror. Her head snapped up and she warily scanned the surrounding area for the source of the noise. She was startled by something that stirred below the surface of the leaves, at the far edge of the island. The beast was using the shadows to crawl up onto the island. Erin clutched her son even harder to her chest and began to slowly back away from the moving leaves. Another dark voice, sadistic and devoid of warmth, all too familiar to the one before, spoke inside her head. It's too late for you, Aaron. You cannot escape us. Your son is ours now. We took his life, and his spirit will now be trapped here with us for all of eternity. She could feel a cold chuckle reverberate within her skull. But don't worry. You will soon join him the invader from the stagnant pool started to pick its way through the leaves, crawling directly towards her. Suddenly, her foot stepped out into nothing as she reached the edge of the concrete island. She wavered there in one panic-filled second, trying to recover her balance, but with the awkward weight of Evan in her arms, her center of gravity rapidly shifted backwards. She toppled backwards with a scream. Her clutch on Evan convulsed tighter, around his little form. She splashed into the murky water and was enveloped in its putrid darkness. She thrashed around furiously, but Aaron could not find her bearings. She couldn't even feel the pool's bottom. She kicked as hard as she could for where she thought the surface was. Her lungs burned for air. What about her son? Evan had only been through too much already. Suddenly, her head punctured through the water, slime and mold-riddled surface into a decrepit pile of foliage. She sucked in air hard, and fetid leaves disintegrated and flew into her mouth. Erin sputtered and wretched as she swatted them away from their faces furiously. A tiny gasp made her heart stop. The sound was small and weak, but to her, it resonated like a thunder crack. Evan's shallow inhalation was quickly followed by a fit of spasmic coughing as he expelled bits of organic material from his mouth and throat. Hope instantly flowed through her. She placed the back of his head onto her shoulder for support. One thought flashed through her with unparalleled jubilancy. You're alive. Oh, thank you, God. Evan's alive, Mama. Don't stop now! Keep swimming!" Marcia shrieked. Aaron was momentarily stunned by her mom's terrified tone. You are mine! The dark thing's voice ripped through her, shattering her momentary celebration. Ix's excited sighted splashes approached him, jolting her to action. She looked around frantically. The pool's edge was some twenty feet away, but where did her mother go? She was right there a moment ago. She pushed away the worry as she kicked her feet and stroked with her free arm as hard as she could towards the pool's edge. Another splash sounded from the other side of the concrete island, then another splash, and another from around its perimeter. Three more of them, she thought wildly. She kicked harder. She glanced towards the end of the pool. It was at least another fifteen feet, so very far away at her slow speed and might as well be a mile away. Squeezing her son tighter, she flailed harder ahead. It was all she could do. Splash! The sound of another splash directly in front of her made her heart sink. She was surrounded. Aaron's mind wheeled. I don't care where they are. I'll go through them if I have to. Her movement reflected determination as she pounded harder on the water. Aaron. She looked up to see her mother was standing at the edge of the pool holding something bulky over her shoulder. Marcia threw one end of the object to her and it unspooled in the air, then slapped down right in front of Aaron. Grab hold, shouted Marcia. It was one of the lane divider ropes from the lap pool. Aaron clung to the rope while keeping herself and Evan above the surface of the water by kicking her feet. As soon as she grasped the rope, Her mother tugged on it with surprising speed and strength, swiftly pulling them through the water. Marcia shouted, Hold on tight, sweetie. I have you. Aaron kicked even harder, and together they approached the edge of the pool at a much greater rate of speed. Just as she began to feel safe, something lashed onto her ankle and dragged her back under. A scream burst from her mouth, forming bubbles of repugnant water as searing, frosty pain shot up her leg and into her spine. She was encompassed by an oblivion of writhing agony, too incapacitated to notice that Evan was also affected. Her body became a conduit itself, projecting the unrelenting agony that coursed through her into her defenseless son. Within his comatose state, his body shivered beneath the weight of his own turmoil. Her pain induced spasms caused Aaron to unconsciously grip tighter onto Evan, preventing him from dropping below the murky depths into the waiting grasp of the dark creatures. Marcia watched in utter horror as her daughter and her grandchild convulsed, barely clinging onto the rope. Gritting her teeth, Marcia hauled back on her daughter's lifeline, trying to reel them in as fast as she could. She cried out as she was yanked forwards by a sudden jerk that pulled the rope towards the pool with violent force. Marcia staggered several steps before she regained her footing and cringed. The lost ground allowed both Evan and Aaron to disappear as they both submerged beneath the putrid water. No, she snarled as she stamped down on the rope and pulled back with all her might for a desperate moment Her feet continued to skid forward several inches before her progress halted completely. Struggling against the mighty burden, she slowly began to make more progress from the edge. The sudden tension on the line brought Evan and Aaron back to the surface, still locked in their agonizing spasms. An oozing leaf lay on top of her convulsing grandson's head. Gritting her teeth, Marcia pulled back harder than ever. You cannot have them! the water beyond her loved ones frothed as the evil things below fought frantically to tug their victims back into their grasp. Marsha's efforts was starting to help her gain ground. She almost had them to the pool's edge where she could pull them both back to relative safety. Suddenly the rope surged backward into the pool and she was yanked forward off her feet. No, she screamed. More of those unholy things had joined their evil brethren in the fray and pulled their end of the rope in from the depths. There was a loud splash as Aaron and Evan plunged back under the water. The creatures pressed their advantage as they dragged the line with the warring Marcia in tow across the ground. No, 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 you cannot have them! She wailed as angry tears streamed down her face. She desperately fought to regain her footing, but all she could manage was to get to one knee as they continued to drag her forward against her will. She held onto the rope fiercely, but she winced as her outstretched knee pressed against the invisible barrier outlying the pool. As they continued to pull, her outstretched hands thumped against the unseen wall. A shriek burst forth as they pulled it forcefully through her grasp, burning her hands. She coiled several lengths of it around her hands. Moments later, her white knuckled fist slammed into the wall She flexed back with everything she had, but the line would not budge. The rope had become an unmovable object that anchored her loved ones down beneath the rancid water. An inarticulate scream burst out from her very core as she leaned straight back away from the pool's edge. The rope burned against her palms, but Marcia ignored it as she pulled Aaron and Evan away from the reaching hands of a fate worse than death. The rope snapped as the whip crack echoed off of the dilapidated shops. Marcia shot backwards propelled by the force of her own efforts. She landed on her back still grasping the severed rope in her hands. She hurled herself onto her feet and winced as an agonized scream reverberated through the air and pierced her skull like a dagger through the ear. She was momentarily perplexed as her eyes followed the source of the scream where a remnant of light trickled through the gaps of the tower slide stairway and shone on them. She saw her daughter and grandson convulsing as their upper halves of their bodies laid on the pool deck. Their chest heaved as they gasped unconsciously. Aaron's arm was still locked around her son's midsections. They were not screaming at all. Both of her jaws were clenched in their silent convulsions. What confused her even more was what was happening around Evan. A dense screen of acrid smoke rose up from his little body. The water around his legs frothed violently. This scene only took Marsha a moment to absorb before she rushed forward to their aid. She gasped as she approached them. Pinned beneath both of them was the clawed hand so dark it seemed to be composed of liquid night. This was what produced the acrid smoke and the creature it belonged to was actively screaming in a piercing, otherworldly shriek. The trickle of light touching it seemed to hold the same potency as a white-hot flame. Something around this sight caused her eyes to ache just by looking at it. Marcia could almost sense that just by staring at it, it was absorbing part of her essence that was fundamentally good this was a creature of pure corruption without preamble she kicked the appendage away and gasped as a flash of searing pain shot up her leg from the brief contact the hand plunged beneath the pool's shadowed depths and the screaming ceased immediately in the echoing silence that followed she could sense a whimpering of pain that hung in the air marcia wasted no time as she grabbed both of them and dragged them completely out of the water, away from the wretched pool. She knelt and shook them urgently. Aaron, speak to me. Come on honey, say something. Aaron suddenly bolted upright and wretched violently. Streams of brackish liquid poured out of her mouth and nose splattering all over herself and the ground in front of her. She finished with a period of spasmodic coughing that left her wheezing. Marcia held her daughter's hair back until she finished sputtering. How are you, Aaron? Marcia asked when her breathing finally eased. Aaron shook her head and croaked. Better than a few moments ago. How's Evan? She demanded. Aaron looked around and saw him beside her. Her momentary disorientation was erased as she gently picked him up and held him to her. His body limply complied, but his head rolled back. She cupped it in the crook of her arm and looked him over more thoroughly. Evan's chest heaved up and down laboriously with each breath, but he was still breathing. Grateful for that not-so-small miracle, she pulled him tighter into her embrace. Marcia helped her stand up with Evan still in her arms. Aaron looked at her. "'Mama, what happened to him? I'm grateful he's alive, but he's so still. What did this place do to him? Will he be okay?' Marcia looked at his blank face grimly. "'We'll confront that later. Our first concern is to get you two warm and dry.'" She grabbed some towels from the ground nearby and threw them over Aaron's shoulders and another over Evan's limp body. I grabbed these earlier for one of the shots when I was searching for a rope to throw to you. They smelled strongly of mildew, but they did manage to suppress some of the putrid odor of the water on their skins. Despite their obvious flaws, Aaron accepted them gratefully. I didn't think it was safe to go into the shops. It's not, especially for you now that it's growing dark. More of those things lie in the weight in the deep shadows of those buildings. They are watching our every move, awaiting the coming darkness. Thank you, Mama. You saved our lives. Marcia nodded her head, her expression haggard yet relieved. You're welcome, sweetie. But I wouldn't thank me just yet. We need to get the both of you somewhere safe. She looked up at the darkening sky. Their light lay in the rapidly graying horizon. We don't have much time left. Those things will swarm on us once darkness falls. Where are we going? Aaron asked nervously. Marcia answered grimly. I'm going to help you both get out of this evil place. As Aaron clutches her catatonic son to her, more questions and answers flood her mind. What happened to her son? Why is he unresponsive? What will happen to them when night finally falls? She pushes these concerns to the side as she follows her mother down a pathway to supposed safety. Little does she know that the path of true salvation is down a darker, more dangerous road. A road that leads through the leaves and shadows. Thank you for listening to my story, By the Fire. I hope my tale stirred the flames in your heart in some sincere way. If you enjoyed this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, Theater of Heels, is a superhero adventure following fangirl hero wannabe, Erica Belfry, who found the world behind the mask was not what it seems. I also have the epic fantasy podcast titled The Sky's Embrace which follows the crew of the skyship, the Maiden's Arrow, as they navigate the perils of the clouds. All these tales and more are available on my website at christopherchancy.com and my YouTube channel. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash There you can get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May the light of the flames always bring you warmth. Good night.